It's the journey we're on and all of the little things that happen on the way to our goals that really make the difference. We're going to continue with the pursuit. Hello, hello, pursuers, and welcome to a new year, a new episode of Pursuing the Process, and your same two goofballs, Todd and John here. What is happening, Todd Hall? What's up, JB? Happy 2024, my man. How you doing? I am doing well. Feeling focused, feeling feeling kind of aligned this year. I don't, I think everyone always goes on New Year's resolutions right they kick and expect the new year to be like, hey, fresh slate, I have everything dialed in, and I for sure don't feel that way, but I feel aligned, I'm feeling good, so I'm excited. Well, you, you know, you're you're a working man now. You got, you know, lots of uh, lots of great opportunities ahead of you. I'm I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me. You know, New Year is always a chance for a fresh start. And while I'm still trying to figure things out too, um, gives you a chance to reflect. And and I'm excited for this episode, man. I'm excited to reflect on 2024 and even you know our our work together on this entire two and a half year journey we've been on with PTP. And uh, it'll be a fun one. Damn right it will be. So speaking of reflection, I know we have some stats to toss out early on, and then we actually have a fun little version of our own award ceremony here of some of the top moments throughout the couple of years. So Boom, let's start off it with some award- of the numbers. That's right. It is award season. Uh, Golden Globes, I think, just took place. Um, but let's, let's uh, first off, um, thank you all, pursuers, for uh, what has been an incredible run in terms of exposure and uh, interaction with, uh, with you and our episodes. Um, as of right now, fresh off of uh, the latest stats here from Spotify, um, we are almost at 4,000 total plays um, in, the, in the year and at two and a half years um, that we've been at this. You know, we've released 25 episodes, um, and it's just been really gratifying to see how much you guys have embraced what we've been putting out in the world and the risks that we've taken and thinking that's, you know, maybe one person would give a shit about what we have to say. And <laughs> I'm happy, I'm happy to say that there's more than one person who does. Uh, thanks mom for listening, by the way. I know she's a very loyal pursuer, but beyond my mom, there are many others who have uh, taken it upon themselves to bring us into their lives. And we're very grateful for that. Um, and, you know, we continue to, uh, to continue to gather new pursuers and, and new plays and, um, you know, just a really impressive um, overall kind of performance. I would say, uh, ultimately, though, if you're looking for some analytics on the most popular episodes, I know that was interesting for us to look at, John, if you go back the two and a half years, uh-huh. um, some of our some of our most popular episodes were actually, well, one of our first episodes uh, with Sam Hauser is still the most popular uh, called You Got 10 Minutes. And um, I know we'll talk about some of our memories from from previous episodes, but um, that one certainly, um, and, and, and Sam's story about the 10 minutes he had to decide which NBA team he wanted to go to out of college was very memorable for me. And that one still remains the number one most played episode. Had a few close behind, um, you know, Scott Elston's episode, um, which was called, what was it called, John? Progress, not perfection. Yes, it was. That is the second highest paid, uh, played episode. So congratulations, Mr. Paid. Elston. I was going to say, I thought you were about to say paid. I was like, you're getting paid? You're cutting <laughs> me out of this deal? I'm like, damn, oh, shit, your mom just... must be tossing more plays than mine. I thought exactly. it was just our moms going back and forth. But yeah. if you're getting paid, that's news to me because I'm making a fat goose egg from this. 
Well, you and me both, man. I think that's uh, something we're going to have to think about in the future. But um, for now, <laughs> we are still uh, doing this for free. And um, yeah, very, very proud of the progress that I've seen in the episodes that we put out. So yeah, congrats to uh, to those uh, guests for having the highest, pay- highest played. I keep saying paid. I think it's just a Freudian slip there that I'm hoping we can get paid for this at some point in our lives. But, uh, <laughs> for now, the payment is what we continue to see in the way of of listens. Well, let's hop into some awards then. And since we clearly don't have a budget for this, there is no big prizes that go with the awards. We're not going to be sending out trophies or candy bars even because the budget does not allow it. But we do have some fun awards, a kind of five categories summing up some of the highlight moments over the past five years. So I'm going to start off tough. I'm going to go with biggest blunder in our history. What are you going <laughs> with? Biggest blunder. Um, well, I mean... There are lots of blunders in getting this episode coordinated and especially from our friends at Spotify, which used to be anchor, you know, getting guests on the app and getting these episodes recorded properly <laughs> has always been, I think my biggest source of blunders um, all the way through. And I mean, how could I forget and ignore the infamous Justin Galloway two recording episode where the first one was in my estimation and in my mind and where that sits in, uh, in in the lore of PTP, the finest episode we ever did. And then we realized it didn't record. And yeah. um, I'll never forget the feeling I had when you called me and said, dude, I don't think this thing's recording. It's not publishing. And then we realized we had screwed something up in both being on the same account and that creating yep. the issue. And it was just the worst feeling in the world. And I remember you telling me, damn it, I saw something off. I should have said something like 10 minutes into the call. And I was like, I didn't even see it. We screwed this one up. And the funny one about that too, is we typically record these on a weeknight where it's maybe a little more conducive to time. That was the one that we made time for on a weekend. That was a Sunday morning that we recorded that. We took time out, very intentionally carved as all episodes are, but to take time on a weekend to do it was a little different. And we learned our lesson. Sundays, Sundays, save it for the Lord, because we can't record podcasts on Sundays, clearly. <laughs> exactly. That was the only one we did, and for good reason. And Justin was even in my in my house. We were sitting right yep. next to each other. You know, you were coming off a nasty hangover, but you made time for it. Um, so you were a gamer, and it was all for naught. And uh, that one will be a tough one for me, uh, an all-timer, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to go biggest blunder. I'm actually flipping mine live here. I'm going to go with the collective theme of this app because I totally agree with you. Some of the editing <laughs> process, there's times where we have pure gold and you look oh, and you're God. like, dang it, it just cut out in the middle of what we were saying. So the freemium version of this app would probably be my oh, biggest blunder. But sure. an honorable is mention. It, yeah, the audio go quality ahead. The audio quality is continues to be like such a shit show. Like we'll be in the middle of something, it cuts out. We don't even know it at the time. And then it just, it's like, you just listen back and you're like, oh, my God, I wish we could do something about that. And you really can't. And then unfortunately, because of the low budget uh, production that this is, it's what you live with. Yep. So I think the clear one for me to point to would be when I was over in Asia this year and the Blender episode where Coffee Machines was going. <laughs> and I thought it was so good. And I love the content of it. I was sitting down with a couple. You're with a foreign couple in a foreign land. You're having this conversation. It really feels like it embodied the, the spirit of pursuing the process. But the episode sound quality just didn't turn out to be there. But there's another one that the pursuers I don't think I've heard before. And it was the episode we did at the start of this year, Todd. We were actually together in your basement. We were talking about my journey, kind of where we were at in life. And we had the microphone out. We had our high quality mic. Sound quality still isn't too great. And all of a sudden we get about 50 minutes in, finish it. And we realized that it capped us out at 30 minutes for some reason. (laughs) So we had this full episode and we're like, damn, so we have to rewind. Where did we stop here? 
and then go back and record the back half of the episode and then somehow weave them together, try to make it one cohesive story. So oh, that was another that. blunder. I forgot about that. We had the high quality mic and everything. We had it all set up and you were sitting right next to where I'm sitting right, right now. And then we looked up, uh, you know, like you said, almost an hour into it and it had cut off. And maybe that was our signal. We should have shut the hell up and just produced the first 30 minutes. But uh, yes, ex- exactly. And I got to go back to this blender thing, man. The blunder of the blender. Uh, dude, I remember that conversation when you sent it to me and you were like, do you think we could put this out? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not putting this out. This is terrible. And like this, this quality is so bad. A goddamn uh, the um, in, in the coffee shop with the, the, the bean grinder going, the motorcycle yeah. and mopeds going by. Yeah, like you could feel like you were there. That was the cool part about it is you could kind of feel like you were sitting in that coffee shop. On the flip side, I couldn't hear a damn thing you guys were saying um it just it was tragic because i'm sure i'm sure that that couple was very interesting and they did have some really really um great insights but man was that rough to listen to good graces too i remember getting your feedback on it so i recorded it in thailand and then by the time you would give me feedback and i'd actually edited it up i was in singapore i remember walking down this back alley being like oh like todd responded like what what do you say and you were so nice about it but also getting the point across we were like hey man this kind of sounds like shit but like it's your episode. You do what you want it's with yours, it. You man. put in time for it. Yeah. And I was like, damn right. We're going to toss it out there. So shout out to Jan and Greg for being troopers yep. with that one. They were our guests, the English couple. But for sure. that, that was a fun time nonetheless. It was. I think the next uh, next award we have that kind of goes into this a little bit because we're sharing some funny moments. But what was the funniest moment in, in, in your recollection from one of the episodes? Oh, funniest moment. We've had some good laughs. We so have. I feel fortunate that this is a little bit of a contemplating one but i'm gonna go with middle of 2023 we recorded an episode with mr tate hoven my buddy down in texas <laughs> and we were joking about when i was leaving the silent retreat and oh you thought God. i said discharge tent <laughs> rather than just like my leaving station whatever whatever the fuck i actually did say i don't know but we had such a good joke about it to the point where we even named the episode the discharge tent yes so did. that was an all-timer for me yes what do you got on funniest moment i was giggling pretty hard on that one uh, and just the visual of you in the discharge tent on the way out of the silent retreat and what exactly that would entail. Um, my, my, <laughs> my funniest moment is actually similar in terms of it being juvenile humor. You know, when you were in Vietnam and that story about you on the street, on the street getting swindled out of your currency, which out of my dong. is known as the dong. My dong. I, I will always have uh, a chuckle in me for the phrase swindled out of your dong. And just the way that I perpetuated it. I kept going at it. I kept laughing about it. Now, truth be told, if you remember, I w- we were recording that episode while I was on spring break in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. And I was probably four bourbons deep at that point. I'm just going to be honest with you. But that's probably what fueled um, my relentless reference to swindling your dong uh, or getting swindled out of your dong. And then I remember one of our guests, Emmanuel Primate also known as E, texting me after that episode and saying, dude, I love listening to you giggle like a little schoolgirl about JB getting swindled <laughs> out of his dong. And so I, yeah. just got, I just got vindication that, uh, you know, my, my high school humor uh, is shared by others. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you need a little bit of a, a childlike humor to it. And don't fool anybody. Bourbon's deep or not, you would be crackling, dead sober, <laughs> swindling some dong. So Without a doubt. It doesn't, take, it doesn't take liquid in the system to make the juvenile humor funny. It's just Very good true. stuff. Very true. All right, yep. we're going to move on to most memorable story. 
What are you going with? I'm going to go way back on this one. Um, I'm going to go back to, I think it was like episode, yeah, episode four. Oh, um, we share a sentiment on this one. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, so um, Vivek Pandey. Um, yes. Your your professor at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, and his story about working at a law firm in in I think it was L.A. and how one of the partners at the law firm um, retired, and they had a huge retirement party um, on a Saturday night, and then the next Monday, the guy shows up back at the office with his briefcase, sitting in his corner office again. And I just remember thinking about that for myself and thinking. Holy shit. I, I hope like hell that's not me. I don't care how successful I am in my career. And I probably won't ever be a partner at a high powered law firm or be in that, in in that echelon from an achievement perspective or from a compensation standpoint. But I sure as shit hope that when I retire, I'm not coming back to the office that next Monday. And I hope that's not what my life is all about or that what defines, that's what defines my success. Mm. Um, And the fact that I don't have anything else to go back to. And it was sort of a wake-up call for me and, and kind of re, rebalancing my priorities and just confirming that, you know, balance in my life is incredibly important. And just to hear his story, um, I think was a huge wake-up call for him too. And then he ended up getting out of the profession completely because of his health issues, because of the fact that he saw so many people just sort of um, committing everything they had to, to, to their profession and billable hours and those kind of things. And uh, I just, that was very memorable for me. Yeah, that was a rewire for me, too. He had some very poignant stories there. So I will go a different route, and I'm going to go with a guest that you had just mentioned in Emmanuel, Big E, when he had shared his story on Figure It Out. And where it stemmed from was that was one of the last things his father had said to him before he kind of walked out of his life. And that's been something that he has carried with him throughout his whole journey. It's what's led him to different career avenues, to his entrepreneurial spirit, to moves across the country. I think that's saying Figure It Out Something I've noticed about myself, especially lately, is that times when I don't know something, I can mystify the difficulty level or, well, how could I ever figure it out? Like, But knowing that you're going to figure it out and just having that swagger, that confidence where life's going to throw shit your way. And it's going to keep doing it. We're going to face adversity. It's a theme through all of our guests. And when you have that mentality, whether it be figure it out or some other thing that gets you through, right. that was so powerful. So I, I reflect on that one quite a bit and just those three words, figure it out and what that means for him and his life. Yeah, so true, man. So true. I had that on my list as well. And that was a very memorable story. Just, you know, I think it was the last time he saw his dad, right? Because yeah. that was his lasting advice to his son was figure it out. And yep. he has figured it out. And I'm proud of him. Um, I know you are too. And there mm-hmm. were so many examples of that kind of mentality throughout our, our interviews and throughout yep. our episodes. And we'll talk about some themes that emerged as we get into this conversation. But that was one of them for me it was just, you know, how often we can turn adversity from a negative into a positive. And he certainly did that. And um, that was a, a great story and a reminder of that. Absolutely. So let's go to the next, uh, next uh, award we're going to give. And that is the, the award for the uh, hardest interview. Do you have mm. a, do you have a, do you have a nomination for that? The first thing that immediately popped to my mind was our interview with Keith Schwen. And he was talking about a story of his brothers and he had actually lost both of his brothers in a fire and he was going through that story. So not difficulty in terms of, oh gosh, like the technical aspects of recording a podcast difficult, but difficult in the sense of depth, the sense of, hey, this really smacks you in the face, like a gut punch. You see somebody, you feel that empathy toward them. And you're like, wow, he went through this. It's one of the few episodes that actually brought me to tears while recording. We got choked up during 
that was hard to go through. I think we started off in our pursuing the process journey of how do we keep this light fun? And we always want to keep that theme to it. But we also want to talk about real stuff. And at times we've gotten deep and gotten heavy. We're not afraid yeah. to get heavy. Yeah. So I'm actually very proud of ourselves through that. But that one stands out to me of just the gut wrenching feel of like, wow, I can't imagine losing two brothers. Like for myself, especially I have two older brothers. Like that's, that's my sibling crew. That's my small gang here. So that, that really hit me. But what would you say when you think hardest interview? Well, I, I think that one definitely came to mind. Um, I had it nominated for the next award, but I, I definitely would, I would agree with you that, that Keith's was, was one of the hardest and, but also one of the most memorable. And, you know, it does, it does speak in many ways to what we tried to a, a achieve with, with this, with this format and forum and, and platform was to give people like Keith an opportunity to tell their story. And I, I would say a lot of pursuers out there remember that episode. And um, it also, I think, gave me an appreciation for how difficult it is um, to be a uh, to be a very good interviewer, because mm. there were times during that interview I didn't know what to say, I didn't know where to go next. I'm sure you struggled with the same thing. And I talked about it afterwards. You know, it's like how do you unlock his story, give him a chance to express himself and in, in the way that he wants to, maybe not overstep your bounds in terms of you know how you ask the questions and what you ask about, but. Um, I, I thought we did a pretty good job and that I saw a growth in both of us um, in that episode in, in terms of, you know, our ability to, to, to unlock the, the, the real story and, uh, and, and to give our guests an opportunity to tell it in their words. Yeah. Uh, my hardest interview though, and looking at it a little bit differently was Dennis Krause. So Dennis, if everybody remembers mm -hmm. um, his episode was called, I didn't want to be outworked. And he's a well-known sportscaster, been in the sports media scene here in Milwaukee for, you know, over 30 years, worked his way up from very meager beginnings and very modest beginnings. National interviewer, like he's generally on the other side of the microphone where he's asking the questions and Dennis is a pro. There's not an um or a ah, there's not a wasted vowel in the way that he asks questions, the way that he is, you know, well-crafted in, in his questions. And then he just sits back and he's got that look on his face and he kind of just waits for you to answer and gives you all the space you need. And then he knows when to jump back in and I was very intimidated by that. I wanted, I wanted to do my homework. I didn't do home, my homework for anybody more than I did for Dennis Krause of any guests we had, because I, I wanted to, I wanted to impress him, you know, and I, one of my, oh. one of my good friends kind of queued him up and thank you for that. You know, it was, it was a good challenge. It was a really good challenge, but Dennis was tough. And thankfully I think we did enough homework to pull those, those stories out of him. But the other thing I'll remember is a lot of our guests kind of hang out after the interview and we talk and how did it go? how do you think it went? How do we promote it? You know, Dennis is just a pro and he, when an interview is done, he's done. And so he's like, all right, guys, see ya. And then he hangs up and he was the only, only guest that yep. the episode that just, you know, peaced out right afterwards. It was like, there was no chit chat. There was no, Hey, you know, uh, how'd it go? Any feedback? It was just like, all right, guys, see ya. He was quick to bolt. He knew that we got it done. It was time to go yeah. and bada bing, bada boom on to the next. He was done. Exactly. man. All right. Well, let's round it out with the fifth and final category. We're going to call this one your biggest takeaway. Or in other ways to put it, poignant moments. Yeah, biggest takeaway, poignant moments. Uh, gosh, you know, I think about many. I think about Kishwan, as we just talked about. I think about Dre Mead and the story that he had about, you know, kind of couch surfing in high school and basically being homeless and finding his way to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee um, and, and being able to, um, you know, earn an, an engineering degree there and go on to you know, to starting his career. And it just really um, impressed me. But I think I got to say, and it's, I know it's going to sound selfish and self-serving and those who know me well will be like, yeah, of course, Todd's going to talk about his own episode in this somewhere. <laughs> and 
plate episode. I didn't mention that earlier, but I'll throw that in now. <laughs> um, the one about uh, life isn't just about the weekends. And it was like my first chance to be a quote unquote guest on my own podcast. And it was the poignancy comes in how I felt in sort of letting my guard down. And if I look at the evolution of myself on this podcast, you know, I go back to episodes one and two and I think, you know, I, I there was, there was kind of a barrier there. I was trying to be a little bit probably too uh, buttoned up in my approach um, and, and be a little bit more like corporate and, and polished versus being my true self. And I think as time went on, I did see my, in myself and I think in us too and yourself individually, but even in our relationships or let, let people in. And that's kind of mm-hmm. one of my burdens as a person anyway. It's just, I don't naturally let people in right away. You got to earn it with me. A lot of my close friends know that and they've had to earn it with me and people who know me, but that my, you know, my, my ability or my experience in telling that story about my transition from Big Co and what that was like um, and, and how it felt and some of the kind of inside baseball to what happened and putting that out in a public forum. Mm-hmm. You know, when that episode was over, I almost had like an anxiety, like an anxiety attack. I felt like, oh, my God, did I like share too much? Um, did I, uh, you know, risk uh, maybe um, just sort of um, the agreement that I had with myself that I wasn't going to share some of those things, you know, at least publicly, maybe in, in a private setting or my more intimate friends, but to put it out there on this platform and for anybody to be able to listen to it, whoever found the episode, it was like, I, I, I felt an intense sense of uh, panic. But then I realized, you know what, we've been talking a lot about the fact that um, if you're uncomfortable, you're probably in the right place. And for mm-hmm. me, it was very therapeutic to tell that story. And then for the feedback that I got from people either I worked with currently or previously, or people that said, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that happened or how it happened or, you know, those things that um, hopefully give people, you know, a, a, an opportunity to reflect on things that may have happened to them. There was somebody who came to me and said, you know what? I had a similar situation happen to me in my last job. I never told anybody about it. I'm telling you now because you opened the door. And so that, that to me was the most probably poignant moment that I had and, and sort of, again, flipping the script and being a guest and, and for the opportunity to tell my own story. Oh, that's interesting you bring up that episode because it is very in line with what I was thinking. I still remember from that one, your idea of gratitude. And you were talking about when you had time with your kids, there was always a moment yes. in the day and somewhat happened naturally that you'd all of a sudden, whether it be on a walk, playing sports, some moment, and you would realize the specialness of it and you would feel the gratitude and really embrace it, yes. realizing that, hey, you haven't had those moments at all times in the day where you're able to be with your kids, your two young boys on a Thursday at 1 PM playing with them or whatever the situation may be. And gratitude is something that's been ebbed and weaved through all of our stories here, but that power of it, that is actually one of my most poignant moments too, because I think through all of the episodes and I have undoubtedly taken some lesson or nugget away from every single person that's been on from Brigham to Aaron, to Cannon, to you name the person we've taken something away. Hauser brothers. And who have I learned the most from though? But being honest, I point directly to you. I mean, you have been the co-host, the person that we're talking through on every one of these episodes. And from your story and be able to hear from you, you know that I view you as a mentor and now I feel fortunate to call you a friend as well. But there's something that I've learned from you and everyone. And I think that was my most poignant one is seeing you on this career arc somewhere where I could see myself or wanting to be and hearing different takeaways, different lessons you've taken away. And the theme of it all around understanding yourself, placing your actions, where your priorities are, just knowing where you want to go was so, so moving to me. So 
that actually, funny enough, is my most poignant, biggest takeaway. Same thing was your episode. Wow, man. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. And I, I, I think that one of the fun parts about, <clears throat> excuse me, this, pro- this process is to see our relationship grow and evolve as a part of this. And for me mm-hmm. to learn from you just as much as you expressed you've learned from me, the way that you challenged me to think differently the way that you've taken risks that I never took early on and earlier on in my life and in my career, the way you're thoughtful about being true to who you are and setting those priorities uh, that are aligned to who you are and where you find meaning in life has challenged me to do the same. And I absolutely appreciate that about you. And I I've really loved the opportunity um, to be able to watch our relationship grow and flourish and to have that, that sort of bi-directional or, or reciprocated opportunity to learn from one another it's been it's Mm -hmm. been a a really a nice perk that i didn't necessarily anticipate when we started out on this i knew that you know there would be a relationship element but i I think it just through our own stories through other people's stories it's really been a a fascinating and fantastic opportunity to get to know you better too and for all of our Mm -hmm. pursuers to do the same absolutely i think the whole idea coming around even the impetus of creating this remember this idea of pursuing the process when we came up with it it was so much around storytelling, giving people a platform, but it was also about taking risks, challenging yourselves. And as we've tried to give others a platform to do so and tell those stories, I think we've unknowingly become the biggest recipient of it. I hope that all the listeners have gotten some type of nuggets, takeaways, but every time I come off of it feeling like, wow, either my perspective is challenged or I feel that this overwhelming sense of peace sometimes after an episode thinking, dang, that's some perspective that I needed to yeah. get out of my own head or a learning that I knew or just needed to hear one more time, or maybe I didn't even know or hadn't considered before. So I think that's a beautiful thing about this journey is our growth and the opportunities we've had. Just talk to some amazing people. 100%. And then and the other takeaway, I'm glad you said that because I had written down here, another takeaway that I've had over this last two and a half years is that we're friends with some pretty damn interesting people. Yeah. And we don't even know how interesting they are. We may think, hey, we know their story. We know we know elements of who they are. And then you get on this pod and you realize, holy shit, I didn't, I didn't know that you had this in your background or that you had overcome this adversity or you had this experience. Um, and so that's been uh, it's been great to know that, um, you know, we we have those people in our lives and that this yeah. has given us an opportunity to learn even more about them and to share those stories with others. And it also has opened to me there's people that you think of as interesting, whether it's because they travel the world or have some cool job or something on the surface that you can easily point to and that's really cool. But the amount of depth that you get from people, you start to realize, hey, if you're able to unlock it or ask the right questions, just about everybody has that within them. Everyone is special in their own right. And people have stories, things they've gone through that others haven't, things that make them unique. And that's what's been really beautiful throughout this process is realizing that, hey, you don't need to be some high-end executive or have some crazy career arc or professional athlete, musician, you name the thing to have some really badass stories, like cool things to share and perspective on things. It's really just more about, Hey, you want to put yourself out there. And I think to your point, the vulnerability of sharing your stories, whatever your stories are. Exactly. Right. And I think even in describing people ask me all the time, like once they hear I have a podcast, what is, what's it about? And then you know, I kind of sit back and try to describe it. And you know, some people get it and they're like, oh, okay, I, I, I can see how that might be really interesting. I think some people are like, you just have like normal people on your podcast talking about their stories. <laughs> like how interesting can that be? Yeah. And I, I think it's been damn interesting and I'm very proud of what we've been able to, to put together and the opportunity we've given people to 
share their story. I think it's been the one of the best parts about this whole project. Absolutely. So as you think through this journey, what has really surprised you about this? That when coming into this and starting as, hey, let's be podcast hosts, what surprised you of things that just kind of, hey, I didn't know this was going to be a part of it mm-hmm. or I've learned yeah. this without knowing? Um, I, I would say one of the things that that, that that surprised me is just sort of how much this has become part of my identity Mm. and who I am. I think about what, what makes me unique and, you know, I'm an average guy. I mean, there's nothing that unique about me. I talked about people's stories and uniqueness. Like there's different experiences that I've had that maybe, you know, I I can share with others, but in the grand point to your humor, your looks, those, those differentiating features (laughs) that you have, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was going to get there, but thanks for, thanks for, uh, of course, getting there for me. That up. exactly. Um, but I think that um, just how much this has become part of my story and, and, you know, how people identify me and the uniqueness or how, what things that I have to talk about that are different. It's been, you know, a large part of this um, experience has been intertwined with that. And I didn't necessarily anticipate that it's been a passion project for sure. And one that, you know, we thought, um, we would find some success in and be able to capitalize on some experience that we had doing this in a different format before, but I just don't, you know, I really didn't realize how important this was, this project was going to be for me in terms of defining something different about myself, something unique, taking a risk, I think was part mm-hmm. of it. A lot of people talk about doing stuff like this and more and more people have podcasts now, but you know, we, we did it, John, we've done it. And I, I'm very proud okay. of that. And, and I, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm always going to think, um, about this as part of, of, who, of who I am. Yeah, I think what else has surprised me is the craft element to it. And what a craft it is. It's an art. It really I think is. when we started off, I was like, as long as we can get some interesting people, we can chop it up. We know how to talk to people. So we can hop on and we'll do it. Right. But one, the level of interviewing talent or like ways to form questions, articulate things, one from a timing stance to just all of the, that goes into it, it really is a craft. And I respect that so much now. And also all of the outlying things that you don't see of scheduling on guests. How do you keep people engaged? How do you run it like a type of business? How do you do outreach? How are you setting up the episodes? What's your technology stack behind the scenes to make it all happen? All of the little things I think I just took for granted when I would listen to podcasts. And I find myself now, some of my favorite podcasts I'll go on to Spotify and put on when I'm on a jog. I'm like, wow, like this is really well crafted or like they must have an awesome team behind the scenes. And those are things I never thought of once before. No, you don't unless you've done it. And I agree with you. And I also think that each, each episode, and we've talked about this before, has a life of its own. Yes. So whether it's in the stories that are told, the chemistry between the guest and us, our chemistry that day, um, what we put into the episode, like it all, it all kind of creates this personality and every one of them has a personality. If you go back to listen to the first couple episodes, you know, it kind of speaks to our growth, I think in this experience, but I cringe when I hear, <laughs> unfortunately I cringe when I listen to the, our most popular episode with Sam Hauser, episode number two, because I think that one that was very scripted. We it was, scripted we, we didn't know how to be a dynamic interviewers. We were like, as long as we prep up a bunch, which means coming with a list of 20 questions each that way, whenever timing's right, it's just, okay, next question. And going through and then realizing that doesn't make the most engaging story. What makes the most engaging story is actually listening to the guest, then being able to ask the right question, not just the next question that you have written down on your notepad next to you. Without a doubt. And I think that it also showed how in the initial, you know, um, 
episodes, we, we all each had our own agenda on what we wanted to talk about and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't coordinated. And so we would bounce our guests from one topic to a different one, instead of, like you said, you know, Sam said some very interesting things early on in that early, in that second episode. And we missed the opportunity to go deeper, you know, to really get into kind of the essence of the story and bring some interesting and unique insights to the listener that I think we started to get to later on. Obviously it's a journey and we're not anywhere near close to, to being polished um, podcasters, but that, that is definitely something that um, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it, it's definitely been a, a journey for me too. Yeah. I think the other aspect is it's really fun when it's fun. And it's also really challenging when it's not, I think it seems sexy or maybe that's me hoping that it seems sexy, <laughs> but the yeah. idea of, Hey, a podcast, but there's also times where it is like that. And it's just like, Oh, I love getting together, especially our in-person episodes. Those are always my favorite for around the bonfire or we're hanging out with a hot toddy. For me, I get two hot toddies because I get you and the drink. And that's <laughs> always a delight. But really, then the times where you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I got work stuff going on. I got this life. But, oh, what's our next guest going to be? Like, How are we going to fill a guest funnel? Oh, what are we going to talk about here? Like, oh, do we prep for this one? And there's still an element of you have to put in the work for it, just like anything. And I think at times that's that's something that's worn on us. Without a doubt. Yep. It becomes and, and when it comes becomes more of a burden or, or a, a job, then then you start to you know, question whether, where it fits in your list of priorities. And I think we've gone through that journey. If you look at the ebbs and flows of how we've released episodes, you know, we only released seven this year uh, or last year, I guess now in 2023, and we've gone months without releasing an episode. And yeah, I think there's also this aspect of it being a reflection of where you are in your life Mm -hmm. and the level of prioritization and where it plays in your, in your priorities, you know? And I guess the good news is despite the fact that we haven't put out an episode every month and we haven't, or every two weeks or whatever, um, these episodes will live on yes. for a long, long time. And you and I have, have also, you know, riffed on this a little bit about how this is part of our legacy. Mm-hmm. And I think someday that my kids are going to listen to this and my grandkids will listen to it and they'll get a sense of who dad and who grandpa is. And, um, you know, that that will be part of kind of my time capsule to them. And I, um, I love that thought. I really do. It's a beautiful thought to have some type of story. You think about people that grow up. I've always had such a romanticization toward journaling and thinking of handwritten stories down the road, but this is an art as well. And I think we're going to look at times in our lives of, wow, this was a big part of your journey when you were switching up careers and taking this big leap in your life and times in your relationship with your family and the boys. And I look at my life and changing up careers and traveling abroad and taking a risk for myself. Some of our biggest moments in life have happened throughout this two and a half year journey that we've been on this. Not that it's happening necessarily immediately when we're talking, but all webbed into that. It's these big things in our lives to reflect on. And it's part of our story, which is really cool. That's exactly right. And, and life really isn't about the big things as much as it is about the little things, you know, it's about the time in between the big things. And even, even these podcasts and episodes are going to reflect those events mm-hmm. as well. And just the, the, you know, the arc that our lives take. And I, I do really love that. And I, I'm, I'm glad we're, you know, creating that for ourselves and those who care about us. And, you know, like I said, this is going to live on. Exactly. And pursuers, if you might be picking up on the theme of it by now, but Todd and I have actually made a decision because of where this sits in our lives. We've loved this journey so much as we're reflecting on the good stories, the hard times we've have decided to take a hiatus from the podcast and, who knows if that means coming back down the road or stepping away for good. We really don't know. We've had so much fun with this, but we feel like it is best for us 
right now where we're at, it's meant so much to us in our journey to put this out into the world, to tell stories, to hone a craft, to engage with people in a different way. But it is time for us to continue to think about our priorities and things are shifting up in both of our lives. So it's a very bittersweet time. It is. And this may be a real retirement. You know, a lot of athletes retire. They say, oh, I'm hanging it up. Or, or it may be like a fake retirement, like a Brett Favre type retirement where says I'm Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Maybe the Brett Favre minus the dick pics and the Crocs. Although, John, you're, you're good for a couple. You don't know what I got DPs. planned in my future. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. And then, so we'll see where this goes. But no, I, I think that's well said, John. And I, I think it's an important opportunity for us to just kind of be true to what we wanted this to be and the role that we wanted it to play in our lives. And as you said, I think hopefully our pursuers are picking up on the level of reflection that we're mm-hmm. offering right now, because, you know, we are looking back on the two and a half years, very proud, but I think at least for now, we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna take a break. And I think, you know, I, I've recently finally finished a, a, a book for the first time in quite a while called, <laughs> called essentialism. And, you know, the, the tenet of essentialism is to do less better is really the kind of the, the core message. And the book spends a lot of time, you know, telling you how to do that. And one of the things that really hit me hard as I was contemplating what to do next with, with the podcast, as we, as you and I have talked, John, on, off and on about what we want this to be, you know, going into a new year, it, it just, one of the, one of the, um, the pieces of advice in the book is, you know, if the answer is not hell yes, then it should be, probably should be no. And um, the answer for me right now is not hell yes, um, as far as continuing to pump out content and stay committed to, you know, the quality that, that we know we want this to have. And so I think that's, that's kind of where we're at. And I, um, you know, I think uh, certainly, as you said, it, 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 it's, it's not goodbye. It's, 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 it's see you later. Um, who knows how long it, it'll, it'll be before, we talk to our pursuers again or how that might even look, but um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a combination, certainly a bittersweet feeling for me. And I know for you too, just in what we've accomplished and how, what the pursuers have meant to us, but also being true to, to where our priorities are and, and, and the vital few things that I, I know you and I are committed to um, that we want to try to achieve. Of course. I think you and I both have a mentality of we're not going to half-ass something. And to be honest for a bit now, it's felt like we've half-assed it where our heart's in it. Like we love this concept and pursuing the process is always going to have this ring to it for me. And I fully stand by that. There's so much beauty and the adversity in life, the gratitude pieces, doing things different, taking your own path, carving your way. I love that. But there is the element of it's an obligation when all of a sudden it's a passion project and you're not finding yourselves making time for the work part that goes into it. Sometimes it's best to simplify life and it's not a bad thing. As bittersweet as it is, I think we both know that it's the right spot for us. And that doesn't make us think any less of the experience we've had, the people that have come into our lives or we've had conversations with because of this platform. And who knows? We could have 10 years from now and be like, we're going to revamp this and we're going to do in-person meetups on some island somewhere on pursuing the process. Like you have no idea what could happen. I think that's the beauty of life is sometimes you make a plan and sometimes you just have to follow the heart in the moment. And Right now, I think we're doing the right thing for us and and also by the pursuers. We don't want to put out content that's a waste of anyone's time either. If we're not fully in it, we're not going to be proud of that content we're putting out and we're not going to keep doing it because we respect your time well enough. But this frees up Todd to spend more time on his craft from career to time with family. It's so important. It frees me up to spend more time in my next chapter of work and my relationships out here. So it's bittersweet, but it, we know it's the right thing. Yeah, and we could easily just let it die or, you know, go months before we put another episode out. But I, 
I think we both wanted a little bit of closure here too as well. And it, it, if this truly is the end, at least of this current version of PTP, um, then I think it, I think it's appropriate, you know, for us to, to share these sentiments and this reflection and, you know, just say, to say thank you. And the most gratifying thing for me has just been the conversations and the feedback from all of you. Um, you know, whether it's a coworker who says, Hey, I've been going through a tough time. I just needed to listen to your voice and hear your advice and, 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 you know, listen to some of the themes that, that come out of, 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 of your podcasts. And, 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 you know, that has really helped carry me through, or it's one of my close buddies who anticipates every episode dropping. And I'll tell you, has to be the first person to listen to every single one. I know he prefers the Friday drops. Sorry, we didn't always drop the, the episodes on Friday, but um, just grateful that people would be that anxious um, and excited to listen. You know, long lost friends, whether it was high school friends who just wanted to hear my voice again, who I've lost touch with, or it's old friends um, from times past in my adult life who've said, hey, th you know, thanks for putting out that episode. It really helped me um, reflect on something and helped me go through a challenging part. A colleague at work who said, I joined the company after listening to your episode. I wasn't sure. And then I listened to that episode and who you are and uh, I was in. Or my sister-in-law who said, you know, I really appreciate the wisdom that, that I get from the, from the podcast and it's helped me through a really difficult phase. All that matters. And I know, John, you've had many of those same experiences and feedback. It just means the world to us to be able to have people who care that much about what we do and, and who mm -hmm. have learned and, and, and been able to benefit from it. It fills our cup and so much gratitude for every single person who's taken even a minute to listen to this, to, to comment on something. We put something on social media or to take the time to come on and be a guest. We hope they've had good experiences, but also so much gratitude for each and every person because without anybody else a part of this, it's really nothing. It's just two guys talking in front of a screen here to ourselves. So we get up on a phone call and do this, but to have some type of impact, granted, it's not the biggest life-changing thing in the world. We're very well aware of that. We don't think that we're the most influential podcast out there, nor try to be, but just so much gratitude and thank you to every single person that has made this happen. Every single pursuer out there. And yeah, I really don't have much more to say than just thank you. Yeah. I, I think, um, it's hard sometimes to find the words. I mean, this isn't just the end of a podcast. Um, it's the, it's the transition as we've talked about to the next chapter of our lives and you've lived the last two and a half years with us. And so we'll say, instead of goodbye, talk to you later. Um, it won't be the familiar rhythm of pursuing the process that you're used to, but I know that John and I will carry with us the memories, the learning, the laughter, the genuine connection that have defined our time together. Um, thank you so much for lending your ears, your time, and most importantly, your hearts. Your messages and shared experiences create such a vibrant community of pursuers that extends way beyond the confines of anyone or even the collective episodes that we've produced. And the bonds that we forged through PTP are enduring, and we're immensely grateful to have been a part of your lives and for you to be a part of ours. And so we'll always remember the lessons learned, the stories shared, the moments we cherished, those will be forever etched in the annals of pursuing the process. And while the podcast may be taking a hiatus or maybe, maybe even concluding, the impact will linger on, the episodes will live on, our legacy will continue, uh, carried on by each of you who've made it truly something special. So as we've said before, we're not gonna say goodbye. We're gonna say, let's celebrate the incredible journey we've undertaken together. And as this chapter may close, another one certainly awaits for you, for us, full of new opportunities, growth, and discovery. 
And so from the depth of our hearts, thanks for being the heartbeat of pursuing the process. And remember to find the joy in doing just that. Oh, for one last time, pursuers, we are. Oh!